G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Joining us, uh, we've got uh, Dave Jackson, who's from Western Air Care Ministries. He's a pastor, an ACC pastor, and uh, does a great work with Western Air Care in Gilgandra. And uh, also on the line, we've got Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm doing even better now. I'm talking to someone like you. King of Christian Radio, Matt. King of Christian Radio, come on. Jesus is the King of Christian Radio, Warwick. Come on, calm down, calm down. Calm uh, down, okay. I will, I'll calm down. <laughs> now, you must be second in charge, though. You must be his right-hand man. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing what I can, brother. Now, Warwick, you and I have worked together for a number of years with the National Day of Prayer and Fasting and with the Canberra Declaration, and uh, I just love the focus that we have this month uh, asking people to join all across Australia for rain, repentance and renewal. And uh, it ends on October 31, and we're expecting big things in this last week, Warwick. What's the latest, mate? Well, look, you know, the, the best news I could tell you is we've had a lot of rain. Well, we haven't, but we have had some rain. Mm. And that rain has fallen in some very, uh, you know, worst-affected drought areas, uh, probably, you know, only like sort of, Somewhere between 10 to 20% of the drought-affected areas have received rain. The rest is just bone dry. So, hey, don't, let's mm. keep praying. Let's keep coming before the throne of God and be like the persistent widow and not give up. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's encouraging, though, when, uh, you know, farmers in sort of the Inverell area, I know farmers have had sort of between one to two inches up there, which is great, 25 to 50 millimetre. And up around Rockhampton in sort of southern Queensland, Bulawila, they've had... Uh, a good two or three inches of rain, which is it's just amazing, you know. And they've been really doing it tough up there. And, and the coast, for that matter, Brisbane, um, you know, they, they've had rain too, which has been good. And in Toowoomba, they've had rain. So it's it's only like, you know, when, when the, the ground gets so, so dry, Matt, uh, the problem with an inch or two inches of rain, it just goes straight in there and just disappears. So literally we are desperate for follow-up rain. Mm. And you've been out and about, mate. Where, are you, where have you been visiting recently? Well, look, uh, just <clears throat> the weekend before last, I, we, we went out to Ningen uh, and we supported Dave Jackson, who's on the line with me this morning. Dave is a mighty man of God doing incredible work. He's been serving faithfully in the bush, uh, dedicated to helping in a practical way the people of the bush for the last 40 years, in ministry for 50 years, serving God. And he takes bales of hay out there. His favourite saying is, uh, if God looks like a... Uh, a bale of hay will take a bale of hay out to the farmers because right now a bale of hay looks a lot like uh, an angel from heaven from their, their point of view. And we went out to Ningen. We did some presentations. We were able to raise um, $14,000 direct from the Canberra Declaration through, through our most recent appeal. But we put it out there right across the nation through our network. And, you know, a big, big shout-out and big thank you to Vision Radio because you we did an interview with David on... Um, the 2020 program just before uh, just before this this whole thing started, uh, the whole month of prayer and fasting for rain, and we have seen an absolute am- amazing release of finance. Uh, 
you know, it's 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 heading towards a fifty thousand dollar mark. It might have just passed that, and every day more people are ringing up and saying they want to help. And I think that's very very good to buy a bale, you know, buy a bale of hay, uh, get some molasses, uh, which is the uh, food for sheep or nutrients, or you know, just helping farmers with grocery because right now they're cash strapped. Mm. Well, it's uh, amazing to hear of the uh, support. The groundswell of support we're seeing of prayer, finances, and just getting the word out across this nation—it's so important. Let's bring Dave Jackson onto the live hey, onto the line. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, doing well, thanks, Matt. Now, Dave, you've been a chaplain for the Rural Fire Service for more than twenty years. You're an ACC pastor uh, based in Gilgandra, there in New South Wales. Uh, tell us a bit yep. about how Western Air Care all started. We run a ministry called Western Air Ministries, have done now for about 40, 45 years or so. Uh, I started young. I'm not that old. <laughs> and um, we, uh, over the period of time, our main emphasis has been ministering in the bush to those who uh, don't have the uh, the opportunity to get to a church. And um, as time has gone on, We've just found out that uh, floods, fires, famine or drought, whatever we like to call it, just has been racking our country. So we also have become very much involved in a lot of aid work, particularly to farmers, but not necessarily to farmers, anything to do with agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been in the process now for about uh, 40, 45 years or so Mm -hmm. in different forms. Uh, it hasn't been until recently that we actually established our charity program. We were doing everything through Western Air Ministries, but uh, once the government started getting stricter on on charities and the way they operate and things like that, we decided we'd better do the right thing, get ourselves established correctly. Uh, so we've been running the charity now uh, for the last couple of years, and been involved in, uh, as I said, droughts, floods, fires, you name it, anything where people are suffering, because uh, we believe that through God, every born-again believer is the answer to every problem that anybody on God's earth will ever have. Mm-hmm. So we're out there just doing it because we love people, we love God, and hey, what else could you spend your life doing? <laughs> Well, mate, you know, uh, I want to just pick your brain a bit about, uh, you know, the, this focus of prayer for rain, repentance and renewal. Uh, yesterday yeah. I actually watched a brilliant TV interview with Angus Buchan, uh, well known from the movie Faith Like Potatoes, and uh, he was uh, talking about how they've had, you know, these miracles happen on the land in South Africa and he runs this big men's movement. He's a great man of faith. Uh, but he was holding his Bible in his hand and on, on his Bible, his big black Bible, it says... Um, agricultural manual for for life or something, you know. Uh, and I yep. thought it's brilliant, you know, that he, you know, th- you look at all the ag- agricultural advice in the scriptures. There's a lot in there for farmers, isn't there, mate? Just tell us a bit about what you've learned from God's word about the land. Well, I started off farming myself, Matt. My parents were dry land farmers here in the Gorgandra area. And uh, I loved the farming. If it was up to me, I'd still be farming. I loved the farming. I loved the football, go to the Broncos. <laughs> I, uh, I really had no intentions of going into any um, ministry. But uh, 
at a very tender age of 16, I was driving our bulldozer one day and God started to speak to me about a town I'd finish up preaching in. And I thought I was having a nightmare. I thought it was all out of shape. I thought I'd been in the sun for too long. But uh, as time went on, I began to understand that um, God was calling me in a different direction to what I had planned. But what I have noticed right through my entire ministry career is that there's so many instances in the Word of God that deal with the land, that deal with nature, that deal with sowing, that deal with reaping, droughts, flooding rains. I had the lot. But I totally believe and agree with Angus Buchanan that not only the manual for agriculture, but the manual for life is the Word of God. Mm. And it's uh, it's a time in our nation when I think if every Christian could get back to grassroots reality about the goodness and the just the way that God wants to bless his people. He doesn't want any to perish, but it's up to us as Christians to get a hold of that and start proclaiming it. And in our small way, in our insignificant way, that's what we do. We just go to show the love of Christ. And like you said, there are so many instances in the Word of God that deal with nature because Jesus spoke with a farming community when he was on earth, and he's still speaking to farmers. He still speaks to the city, but God lives in the country. You understand that. Mm, mm. He visits the city occasionally, (laughs) but he lives in the country, man. So uh, we've got to uh, be out there spreading the gospel, and it's all relevant to everybody's situation. And the Bible, I do believe, has the answer for every question for every person on planet Earth today. Absolutely, mate. Well, we're going to open the phone lines now. If you'd like to call through and have a chat uh, with uh, our two guests today, uh, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We'd love to know if you're struggling with the drought in your part of the country and if you've had any rain recently as well. Maybe you'd like some prayer. Call through and have a chat to our two guests today, 1-800-316-316. And, uh, mate, I know that uh, you went to 3CN Church, a bush church, uh, serving people of the bush recently in Ningen. Tell us a bit about that trip, mate. Yeah, well, look, everything we do, Matt, is undergirded by a whole lot of good people, volunteers, that make it what it is. And a whole bunch of uh, Christian guys, organised by my good mate Andrew Hunter out of Sydney, goes to the Petersham ACC Church. They do something in Ningen once a year called the Ningen Nudge. They just come along just to help it in a time of drought, because Ningen is suffering, suffering immensely. Both the community and the farmers are all doing it tough. And we just want to do something out there that would lift the spirit of the community. We just want to go out there, not to preach to everybody, but just to show the love of Christ. Because when we show the love of Christ, who we are and what we do speak so loudly that people don't hear what we're trying to say anyway. But it's a message of hope, it's a message of love, it's a message of God's enduring uh, feeling and understanding of humanity that he has for us. So we go out there, we spend the day, we've got um, jumping castles, we've got slippery slides, we've got fairy floss machines, and we've got big barbecue going, chip-making machine. Yeah, mate, we just look like the travelling circus when we hit town, but it's just something to bless the people of the community and to bless the farmers, get their mind off this blessed drought that's crippling everybody and endeavour just to show them the love of God. And Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration. Mate, we were just chatting before about your trip to Dubbo. 
Uh, tell us a bit about uh, some of the, the, the stuff you saw out there, just to give us a bit of a, uh, an idea of how tough things are out there, mate. Well, look, you know, um, from Ningen, uh, we travelled down to Dubbo, and I was just chatting to my Aboriginal friend who spoke at the prayer meeting we had for rain in Dubbo, and I'll tell you a bit about that in a second. But he told me a very, very sad story um, that um, he went was called out to a school. So he often goes out to schools to speak. He's an Indigenous elder, um, uh, Frank uh, Doolan. They call him Riverbank Frank because he lives in the riverbank there uh, in a um, in a caravan um, on the on the on the river. So uh, he's he's a, he's a well-known identity in Dubbo, and he, he's involved in a community, a very strong Christian man. And he was called to a school to a comfort a school that was grieving because. Um, a promising young uh, year 12 student, so I'm guessing he's 17, 18 years of age, um, he'd committed suicide. And in the suicide note, he said, uh, I'm committing suicide, and, and part of the reason is because the, the drought has been, been hurting our family and uh, our family farm, and we're struggling. And, and so uh, that's one of the components that, that led him to suicide, which is incredibly sad. But this is what's actually happening out in the bush. People are going through absolute torture, because uh, you and I get up to, uh, you know, we can see some trees in our suburb, Matt, but the people in the bush, they've just got to look out the window and they see the ground is bare. They see the sheep are starving. They, they, they're worrying about how to pay the bills to get the feed in, to do the things they've got to do, to truck the water in some cases. And it's just overwhelming. And that's why we went down to Dubbo after Ningen. We, um, a guy named John, John O'Goff organised a prayer meeting with, with combined churches and we gathered on a hill overlooking Dubbo. It's called Burke Hill and it's just bare brown dirt hill. Um, and we prayed for God to send the rain. We prayed for repentance. We prayed that God would uh, bless Dubbo. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't credit it, but uh, there's these storm gray, gray storm clouds gathering in, in the east and they're uh, about 50 k's away. And by the time we finished the prayer meeting, it was sprinkling rain. And it was only a couple of millimetres of rain. But a couple of millimetres of rain uh, in that sort of dramatic fashion certainly uh, gave us a lot of encouragement and gave the people of Dubbo a lot of encouragement. Mm. Well, you know, I just I love Dubbo. I've been there a few times preaching at the Baptist Church there and uh, been at the uh, Dubbo Christian College there. Uh, the salt-of-the-earth people out in the bush. And uh, yeah. we've also got... Uh, Dave Jackson with us on the line today, an ACC pastor from Western Air Care Ministries. Just want to open the phone lines once again. If you want to call through, call now 1-800-316-316. We'd love to uh, have a chat with you about what's happening in your part of Australia. Maybe you'd like some prayer today. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, mate, we've got a few minutes till we go to the news, Dave. And uh, every uh, shift on Vision Radio over the month of October, we're focusing on prayer for rain, repentance and renewal. We've just heard Warwick talking about praying in Dubbo there. Mate, would you pray a prayer with everyone listening right now for our nation today, uh, Dave? Is that all right? That's not a problem, my friend. All right, mate, you go for it. Righto. Father, we love this nation of Australia. It's a great Southland of the Holy Spirit. Father, we're not sure what's going on at present with this drought, but, Father, we know that you are the answer to every man's question. Today we pray, Father, first of all, for an acknowledgement and understanding and a wave of your Holy Spirit just to move across our land in love, with care and understanding, to envelop people and to let them know that they're not standing alone, but you are standing with them right at this point in time. Father, we confess as a nation we've done things that are not right. 
we've endorsed issues that aren't in agreement with your word. But, Father, today, as your people, we stand before you, we acknowledge we have done things wrong, and we ask for your forgiveness, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that this great south land of the Holy Spirit will be healed. We pray for the natural rain. We pray for spiritual rain. We pray for a wave of repentance and renewal to sweep across this great nation and draw people unto yourself. We pray for every farmer, every businessman that is suffering at this point in time, that you will comfort them, that you would be with them, and that you would just love them as your people go to minister to them. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dave, for uh, your prayers. And uh, I really believe that, you know, when we pray, we, we're going to see the, the answers to our prayers on the headlines around this nation. We're going to see a great uh, move of God in this nation. Uh, we're going to see it spiritually, but also we're believing for rain in the natural as well. Mate, uh, we've got a couple of minutes to the news. I just want to mention, firstly, if anyone wants to call and have a chat, uh, call now, 1-800-316-316. Uh, now, Dave, you, you mentioned farmers and business people struggling. Uh, we've, we've heard some horrific stories of uh, farmers uh, taking their own lives. Um, just tell us a bit about uh, what it's like on the ground when you're ministering to, to farmers at the moment, mate. Yeah. Um You've got to take the presence of God in there as you go, otherwise the whole scene will overwhelm you. You've got to be relying on something much bigger than what the drought is. Mm. So, look, it's gut-wrenching. When you go in there and you start talking to farmers, you start interviewing, you, they talk about their problems, they talk about the lack of finance, the lack of feed, the lack of just not knowing what to do. Do they sell? Do they keep buying fodder because it's getting very expensive to get further into debt. Um, but what we've got to do is go in with a very positive attitude that as Christians, we can make a difference. Mm. So whenever we take the presence of God in, I do believe that we do make a difference and it's the light in the end of the tunnel for the farmer. And as we continue to keep going there, keep loving them, keep sharing with them. Like, we can't help everybody, but those that we do help, I believe it makes a big difference. Absolutely, mate. So we take the hay, uh, we buy all the groceries locally that we're going to distribute, or we give out um, vouchers to the local IGA store, uh, just to bless the people. All for the one reason, to show them that God loves them, we love them, and we're going to get through this drought together. Mm. Such a great ministry. And once again, uh, the website is westernaircare.org if they want to find out more about Western Air Care. And uh, we've got a link at our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash vision radio. And we're asking uh, the question there if you want to make a comment uh, or if you want to uh, uh, have a look at this great video clip of Dave Jackson uh, doing work with Western Air Ministries. You can have a look at that video at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. We've got Don from Gundawindi on the line. How are you, buddy? Good, good, Matt. How are you going, mate? Very uh, good, Don. Yeah. Now, I've, I've been out of your farm uh, a few times uh, with some mates and uh, been able to help out a, a little bit. We brought out a, a couple of care packages in the past, but I know that you've been struggling in the drought there in Gundawindi, mate, and uh, you've been uh, off the farm for six weeks with a busted knee, mate, so you're doing it tough, but well, what's the latest with your cattle out there, mate? Uh, well, the cattle... We, we, we've, over the last two years, we, we, had, we had 220 breeders uh two years ago 
and uh, all those have all gone. Uh, we're down to 60 young heifers. That That's all we can feed at the moment. We've, we've had to sell the whole lot, and most of those have gone over to China. Oh, that, that, and I'm not the only one. Uh, all the farmers around our place have got to the stage where they can't afford to buy any feed anymore, and uh, they're just holding on um, in, in whatever way they can do. And the greatest... Uh, uh, problem that we've got at the moment is no farmers, no feed, mm. and and that that across that extends across from Roma right down into the Victoria. Mm. So we, we we've got a disaster on our hands that's big, bigger than well, it's in the Bible, but uh, it it's, it hasn't happened in Australia since 1946 when they had food rationing. Mm. Well, Don, I know that you're a, you're a man of God, and last time I visited your property, uh, I was there with a few Christian brothers, another pastor friend of ours, and we actually had a, a big map of Australia, and we stood on different states of Australia, and we prayed for Canberra, we prayed for Queensland, we prayed for WA, we prayed for different parts of Australia. I know you're a man of prayer, um, and I know we... You know, we've talked about Luke 18 before, where there's the prayer, the, the persistent widow that kept on saying, grant me justice, grant me justice. And Jesus said, this is how we should pray and never give up. Um, mm. Mate, are, are you still standing strong in faith in the midst of this disaster, or, or are you you're doing it tough? You know, myself and my wife get up at 5 o'clock every day and spend half an hour just praying for this nation mm. and, and, and the farmers and what God is wanting for this nation. I've never seen anything like it in all my life. But, mm. and, and not only that, but farmers themselves, in our area, there's three guys have had heart, big heart operations because the pressure's just been getting onto them. Yeah. And there's two other farmers that I know of have got serious uh, serious health problems. I won't go into that area, but um, the farmers, they've, they've told us back in 19, after 1970, get efficient or get out. And most of the farmers are now their children have walked off, and we've we've got a, an aged farming community of sixty plus, probably around about sixty eight year old. Well, there's people don't want to come back in and, and cop another twelve months of drought. So that, there's going to be a massive wholesale of of property sold up, mm. and and that's that's the biggest concern because we've lost all our skills, and that those farmers usually put push through those skills onto their children and the children now. I know we've got, uh, my, my older son was a, a vet. Uh, he's come to be a teacher because he's such a good vet. Um, I've got one son on the land and he's struggling. Um, he's had, hasn't had a crop for three years and um, he's struggling, but he, he, he's making his payment by selling stock and dealing stock. Mm. And then, then my daughter and uh, he, her husband, He's he's a gun shearer, come off attrition up on Thursday on, but he'd want to get back to the land because they're, they're onto their fourth child in the next week or so, mm, and they wow. want to bring all those kids back again. But the opportunities are not there at the moment, Matt, uh, for them to leave Thursday on and come back again. Well, Don, we're just going to bring on the line Dave Jackson from Western Air Care Ministries. Are you there, David? Yeah, Matt, I'm here. Have you got any uh, questions or comments uh, for Don uh, in going to Indy? Okay, mate, uh, are you able to just pray for Don for us, please, mate? Look, Don, I, um, I hear pain, and uh, there's um, a lot of blokes doing it tough at the present moment. So I'm going to ask the God, the God who knows 
the end from the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, to bless you and to be with you and to heal your knee as quick as, quick as possible in the name of Jesus and uh, get you back in the land. And we're also going to pray for rain. So, Father, I just thank you for blessing Don and his family. Fill him with the Spirit today. We thank you for healing, a speedy healing for his knee. We pray you'll get back onto the farm just as soon as he can. And we just pray, Lord, most of all, we pray, Lord God, for your grace to be poured out. Your grace. Your grace, your grace. It's, it's, we're not asking for what we deserve, Father. We're asking for your grace to overpower our own sin. And we thank you, the Scripture says, that the, the Lord sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And we thank you also that, that, you, that Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished, and then he cried out, Father, forgive them, for I know what they do. Mm. And Lord, we have sinned, but Lord, your grace and the blood of Jesus Christ is bigger than our sin, and we thank you for it now. And we thank you for blessing our dear brother Don in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Warwick. And uh, uh, Don has dropped off the line there as well. Uh, but if you'd like to call through 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to chat about how the drought is affecting your part of Australia, or if you'd like some prayer, call through 1-800-316-316. And Warwick, I don't know if you remember Don, but we actually had him at Canberra at the National Day of Prayer years ago praying for rain. Do you, do you remember Don, the, the farmer from Gundawindi? Warwick. Yeah, yeah. Actually, come to think about it, so he was the he was the farmer. That's right. Him, him, and his son came. Hall. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he also came to the Brisbane, uh, the, you know, the Queensland Day of Prayer uh, with uh, Wes Leak as well. So that's when I first connected with Don, and I've had the privilege of going out to his farm a couple of times. Now we took out a, a care package of uh, some groceries a couple of times, and we, he's a great man of prayer, and I know he's ministering to a lot of farmers in his community at Gundawindi there. So uh, you're welcome to call back on 1-800-316-316 if you want to chat. And also uh, joining us on the line right now, uh, we've got uh, a caller from Adelaide. Uh, we've got Simon from Adelaide. How are you doing, Simon? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, Matt, yeah, yep. Um, pretty uh, tough, that story I just heard from Don there. Yes. Um, probably... Uh, Seven years ago now, I was at, after three years drought, I was at the point of suicide. Um, but um, God got me through that. Um, there's no doubt about that. Now I top of my main income is off farm. Um, but one of the questions, I, you know, they're saying before, you know, the fellow was saying there, I think it was uh, Dave saying that uh, when he goes out to people, he tells Jesus loves them, you know, hang in there. Um, what happens if they turn around and say, you know, Jesus loves me, how come there's such a drought, you know, because it's, it's a tough question. Me being a man of faith, I can struggle with that one and say, well, this is a consequence of sin, but it's hard to give them an answer because I've got friends that are on the farm and, and I've never had no one say that to me, but I know it's in the back of their mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, Simon. Uh, we've got Dave on the line there. Dave, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, back online again now. Uh, Simon, yes, it's a regular question that's asked of me. Um, I do a fair few funerals, and uh, when people tell me what they want done at the funeral, they usually make a comment, he wasn't a religious person. And when I'm talking to farmers, when I'm talking to people, I look for openings. And when they say to me, I'm not a religious person, I say, neither am I. I hate religion. It causes more problems around the world than enough. But I do love God. And that makes a big difference. Look for opportunities 
in their conversation that can come back to a Christ-centered conversation. Yeah, good point. For instance, they, they asked us, why do you deliver hay? Why are you doing what the government should be doing? And I say, because we love you and because God loves you. Mm. It's normal for a person that's been through a tragedy or going through a drought or wiped out by fire or flood for God not to be in the equation because they just don't know and understand God the way that Christians do. But I believe if we just hang in there, what we do speaks so loud that they don't hear what we say. Just keep loving people, keep visiting people, just keep sharing your life with people, and eventually they will begin to understand there's a greater force operating in your life than in their life, and they'll want to know what that is. Very good, Dave. Thank you for that. Simon, any more thoughts or comments? No, just uh, thank you very much. That's, that's excellent. Yeah, well said. Actions uh, speak stronger than words. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your call, Simon. God bless. God bless you all, sir. And if you'd like to call through and join the conversation, we've got two lines open right now. Call on 1-800-316-316. We've got another 10 minutes uh, with our special guests. Maybe you want to tell us about how the drought is affecting you around Australia, or maybe you'd like some prayer. Uh, maybe you've had some rain and you want to tell us some good news. We'd love to hear from you. Call through now on 1-800-316-316. And uh, Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration, any, any more comments you'd like to add after uh, Dave's response there, mate? Well, listen, um, I've got some really great news. Um, I think it's great news anyway. Uh, just while I've been online, I've just received an email, and the Catholic Church today is announcing a month, a continuing month of prayer in November. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like that's just um, mega. Yeah. Um, because, you see, we, we, the Cameron Declaration, we've been working in, with support of churches to call this month of prayer and fasting for rain. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's an ongoing challenge. Uh, and, you know, the, the story of the persistent widow, you've mentioned it, I've mentioned it, it's it's true, you know. There's something powerful when people just keep praying, yeah. refuse to let go of God. And God's a God of faith, and patience is one of the virtues of faith. Mm. And uh, I'm just excited that the Catholic Church have taken up this run. So, like, you know, we'll finish on the 31st. Um, but maybe we've got to sort of, well, I think it, we've actually got to keep on praying and not give up. Um, and that's what the, that's what uh, it says. And Jesus actually shared that, that story, that mm. parable of the unjust judge and the widow. And he actually puts the question, will he find faith? When, when, the, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Referring to persistent prayer yeah that's good and mate i'm just so excited that um that uh, the catholic church is launching out to uh to call their uh the whole church to prayer which is very very exciting that's good mate well warwick we've got more calls coming in uh if you want to join the conversation you can connect with us at facebook.com forward slash vision radio and uh we've got uh peter from toowoomba how are you mate yeah good thanks uh what would you um, like to chat about well, I've got something controversial to say considering the previous callers. And um, I well understand that with those facing tragedy and trials, that we're to come alongside and stand in the gap between them and God if we can, if, we, if, we're, you know, if we're reconciled to God ourselves. But um, if we fail to clearly proclaim uh, the gospel of sin, righteousness and judgment to come, uh, to the people anywhere where we go, 
could be here in our country, could be overseas, then uh, we are doing them a disservice. It may be tough to do, and if we're not welcomed, then we should shake the dust off our feet and lose them to the Lord. Uh, but uh, it's the most unloving thing to do is to fail to clearly uh, present the gospel in a loving way, in an unjudgmental way, because we're all sinners once we're sinners. And uh, so I just want to put that out there, that uh, the, the great tragedy of John Flynn, the, the starter of the Flying Doctors, is that he changed his message in the last day. And I know people who knew him directly. And in his first in his early career, he was a brilliant preacher, and then he just changed to helping people, just mm-hmm. helping people. And I know people directly, I've met them, my own family, who were in the outback uh, for many years, suffered under similar circumstances before we came down from the bush. And either you would say things, oh, he was great. He didn't tell us about the Bible. He just listened to us. And that is a tragedy. And the, the, what it became of the... Uh, the Royal Flying Doctor Service is totally secular today. Uh, there may be Christians working there. I know some of them. I'm a pilot myself, um, and uh, they may have a faith. But uh, the, the, the strong gospel is something that we must proclaim. And don't be afraid of it. We should be, should be uh, if it brings us nations to its knees, that's a good thing. Well, th- uh, thank um, you for your comments, Peter. Let me just bring David in. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, mate? David, are you there? Yep, Dave's here. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Yep, I'm hearing what you're saying, Pete. We never fail to bring Christ into it at some point in time, and we never fail to preach the message of salvation. Sin separates us from God. But when you're talking to a farmer who's had seven years of drought, lost most of his stock, probably going to lose most of his property, and you've already buried his wife... There's a fair bit of hell involved in that seven years, and the approach must be one of love, one of understanding, and one of firmness towards what you've got to say or how you want the conversation to finish up. And it must always finish up with explaining the love of God in that while we were yet sinners, he gave his life for us on the cross of Calvary, and we must come to an understanding of Christ as Lord and Saviour. Conversation always finishes there, but it never ever starts with that hard line, simply because no, these guys have been to hell and back. So I agree. There's it's patience, there's love. time, there's involvement. Sorry, Peter, what's your response to that, mate? It always should be based on love, and it's not a hard line. It's a, it's a soft line. You can do it very uh, softly. I do it uh, regularly. I share the gospel regularly, and I do it in a way that people say, wow, I've never heard anyone explain it to me like that. Uh, I understand you for the first time. And so you, it's not from the point of judgment. It's not the point of uh, hardline gospel pressing, uh, preaching. It's not bashing people with the Bible. It's proclaiming clearly that uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, um, and if we just help people, if we just, that they, they'll just think, oh, that's lovely, those bunch of people, you know, and then they'll go off and, and carry on as before. There'll be no conviction. Yep. Uh, and that I understand where you're coming from. I've, I'm from the bush, I, you know, uh, and, uh, but we've got to get tough. Tough love spoken with love. 
And yep. and Dave, I think I you'd agree with that, wouldn't you, mate? You you do share the gospel. It's just about when you do it. You just got to pick the right time, don't you? Absolutely. You look for the openings. Yeah. I've discovered this in my fifty-two years of preaching. The message never changes, but the methods are always changing. Yeah. Good. Good and, point. Uh, you've you've just got to find the right spot. And then when God opens a door, you walk through that door and then you start to give the message that God wants you to give. In the meantime, people are watching what we're doing, watching where we're going, watching how we're living our lives. The Bible says our lives are epistles seen and read of all men. And when our life measures up to the gospel of love and forgiveness and understanding of God, then people start asking questions, and that's where you move in with the love of Christ and the message of salvation and that sin must be dealt with. That's good stuff, Dave. And uh, thank you so much for your yep. call, Pete. Appreciate that. And, you know, I do I do just want to mention also uh, I, I think there's a concern that many ministries can have mission drift where they start out, yes. uh, you know, loving and sharing the gospel, but then they end up just doing the practical things but not actually sharing the gospel. And it should be both and, not either or. We should always share the gospel. That's also uh, a very big part of our, our mission. And uh, it all comes down to timing, doesn't it? Uh, we, ha- we have got another caller on the line. We've got uh, Philip from Boona. How are you doing, Philip? I'm doing all good, thanks. Have you got a question or a comment? Oh, I've got a comment. Go for uh, it. What, what this drought uh, is... Uh, caused by, I believe, is that we have walked right away from the Word of God. We've allowed things like abortion, we've allowed euthanasia, all this sort of rubbish come in, which is just plain murder, to come into our country. And I believe that a lot of this is a consequence of our walking away from the Gospel. If we line up everything that we do with the Gospel, yes, God will heal our land. You know, if our people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal my, heal the land and forgive their sins. It's a good it's a good comment, Philip. Uh, Warwick Marsh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, um, Matt, um, I believe um, Philip's right. Um, we've got to, <clears throat> We've also got to put our apprentices in here that Australia is the driest continent on earth number one and that uh, Dorothy McKellar wrote that poem 100 100 plus years ago a land of droughts and flooding rain so we have a history of of, um, you know climatic instability but the 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 reality of of sin uh, when when the um, when 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 Adam disobeyed and turned his back on God by eating that fruit that was forbidden, uh, sin got in control, literally. Jesus Christ came to break the power of the curse so that we have good news. The gospel is good news. And Jesus uh, broke the power of the curse in our lives as individuals. But Jesus has also given us in the covenant, in the new covenant, healing, restoration, deliverance, uh, salvation. And I believe that deliverance and salvation can come upon the earth too as, as believers pray and so that's why uh, the, t- the key verse for our prayers over this month of prayer and fasting for rain is 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves seek my face turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land 
So God is in the business of healing people's hearts. He's in the, God, he's in the business of healing people's families. In the, he's in the business of healing people's lands. So, you know, we have been coming before God on our Zoom, Zoom nightly prayer calls and repenting, and people have been uh, praying prayers of repentance on Facebook. And this has gone right across the whole nation. And as we heard, the Catholic Church is going to continue in November. And we have to recognize um, that what our brother is saying is, is correct. We have to come back to God. Part of the condition of healing is coming back to God. But the good news is we are actually praying for the grace of God to repent, because even God gives us that grace, and that grace comes from heaven. And in effect, um, we are struggling even to repent. So we're actually praying for the grace of God to give us that ability to repent in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Warwick, it's been so good to hear from you again today, and uh, it's also been great to be joined by Pastor David Jackson from Western Air Care Ministries. Once again, the website is westernaircare.org. If people want to make a financial donation, uh, what, is, what does the money go towards, David, if people make a donation to Western Air Care? They can put a preference into what it goes to. Yep. But uh, it can be fuel to run our trucks. It can be money to buy hay or to buy uh, supplements or whatever we can get our hands on to as fodder for the hungry stock. If they want to put it to administration, we can put it to administration. But basically, we are a volunteer-based organisation. Nobody takes any money out of it. And whatever people specify the money is to be used for, that's exactly what we use the money for. So they can virtually control the money right through to its uh, end result. And look, if anybody wants to come out and do a trip with us, we're more than welcome to have them come along and just see what we do and to make sure that uh, their gift is reaching the right spot. Absolutely brilliant. And once again, the website is westernaircare.org. You can make a donation there. And all the links we have at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. There's also the link to uh, uh, Canberra Declaration as well. Uh, Warwick and Dave, thanks for your time, boys. God bless. All the best. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.